Welcome to Winning with the Burns, a podcast for highly ambitious people who have a burning desire to learn what it takes to win at a high level. Hey, well, welcome back, guys. I'm excited today to uh, introduce you to a great friend of mine who, you know, traveled all the way from Kansas City to uh, have some lunch and uh, sit around and talk a little bit about our industry. So uh, welcome, Andrew Casas. Hey, thank you very much, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Well, just a little background. Let everybody know who's listening right now, you know, where you come from, you know, your background and, you know, where are you at right now with a great company? Absolutely. So I, I grew up in Kansas City, born and raised, um, went to a school down in Arkansas for a couple of years. And uh, I always tell this story. I've been in insurance since right out of college. So I, I came back from school and my dad said, I'm done paying for you. You got to figure out something with your life. So I joined Americo thinking I would do this for six months, eight months, maybe a year and see what happens. And um, that was in, I guess that was early 2002. So 21 years later, uh, still with an awesome company. So um, it's it's been a wild ride. Had a chance to work in multiple departments. Started out on the operations side and then moved over to the marketing side. So I feel like I have a pretty unique perspective of the industry because I've seen both how it impacts when we pay claims out and then also how it impacts how you get new agents started on writing good products. So kind of the whole gamut all the way through. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, let everybody know what is Americo. So if someone says, <clears throat> what is Americo? I see that on your shirt. Uh, Andrew, what do you do? It's a great question. So Americo is, we always say it's 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 the, the best company out there that maybe not everyone has heard of. Um, so we're one of the largest privately owned insurance companies in the U.S. Uh, we're based in Kansas City, about 400 or so employees, um, A-rated with AM Best, and the Americo group of companies has been in business over 100 years. So the reason we like to talk about that is we think when you think about the insurance industry in, in general, you want a financially strong and stable company. And so when you have an A rating with AM Best and the group of companies have been in business over 100 years, that means we've had 100 years of experience in providing service to clients and also to agents. Uh, and that's really been really been our focus over the, you know, the last 100 years. And, and more specifically, we'll get, I know we'll get into this as we go along, but more specifically in the last five, six, seven years, we really put a focus on really drilling into how quickly can we get a decision for a client and then also for an agent. And so we've, we've kind of shifted the model from, from maybe 10, 15 years ago of doing more paper applications to trying to leverage technology to get a decision very quickly for the client and the agent. And, and America's main focus is life insurance and annuities, correct? Yes, absolutely. So we, we primarily focus on simplified issue, life insurance, and then also annuities as well. So simplified issue for a lot of listeners that don't know what that means. That means there's no blood work. There's no physical you get a decision based on MIB script check and, you know, whatever underwriting decisions you guys use to make that decision. You, you bet. You bet. So our, our, our e-application is built to look at prescription history and to look at MIB and then look at the health questions. So we take those three things and in combination, we make a determination on the spot for you. Yes or no, whether or not the client is a good fit. Um, so we, we found that, again, from an ease of doing business, we have found that that, that clients love the fact of, you know, back in the day, you used to think about how it would take 60 days, 90 days to issue a policy. And there was, to your point, there was, you know, blood drawn or urine samples, APSs, all of that. Um, we, we've kind of gone away from all that and said in the simplified issue space, let's figure out how quickly can we make to look at the information and make a determination whether we can offer coverage or not. Now, the portfolio you guys have, I think, is an incredible portfolio to where you're able to 
help somebody just on an accidental policy all the way to where you do have the annuity where you have retirement protection. But in between there, there's so many different life insurance uh, policies that you guys offer in that portfolio. Yes, absolutely. One of the things we've really tried to do was we've tried to look at it from the standpoint of when you when you're meeting with a client or a client reaches out to to an agent, do we have a policy that's going to fit that client's needs? Um, because the reality is, is the clients have a lot of different needs now. Um, you know, again, 15, 20 years ago, it was mainly just built on a death benefit. The, the need was I need ten thousand dollars or a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand, and now the needs have have really expanded out. So we have a whole portfolio of products of anything from just simplified term products to products that offer the client the opportunity to get their money back that they paid in if they don't use it, to permanent protection all the way to annuities as well. So we try to really make sure that when an agent meets with a client, that the client doesn't have, the agent doesn't have to leave the Americo portfolio to find a fit for what that client's looking for. And, you know, we always, you know, I've been in the business 18 years. So, you know, when you think about the word life insurance, it's like, oh, I have to die in order to use my product. Oh, it's a death benefit. But Americo does something unique over the last few years that uh, allows people to use that benefit while they're still living. Hence, a lot of people call it living benefits. Absolutely. So when you think about it, you teed it up very well. When you think about, you know, again, 5, 10, 15 years ago, it was heavily driven on just a death benefit. And that pendulum swung to the point now where if you're a consumer and you're looking to purchase life insurance, the question is, what's in it for me while I'm living as well? So it's not just a death benefit. And obviously, the death benefit's a really big piece of the life insurance process. But the reality is when you look at living benefits, a majority of our products have living benefits, which are critical, chronic, and terminal illness. So the riders that are included in the policy, again, in the event that, God forbid, you come down with a critical, chronic, or terminal illness, then you have riders there that you can work with our claims team to make sure that uh, you know you know that you're covered for that. And the second piece that we've even taken a half step further in the last few years is we have what we call a cashback option. So what that means is that if you think about when you purchase a policy, if the client were if the client does not pass away and doesn't use the living benefits, and the policy is enforced at the end of the period, they can get all the money back or fifty percent of the money back that they paid into the policy. So it's another form of living benefits. Again, when you think about from a consumer standpoint, they're always thinking about not only just the death benefit, but what is what else is in it for me. And so what we found to your point, when you add the living benefits and you also add a cashback option piece, it really gives that client that sense of value that, hey, the policy I purchase encompasses everything I'm looking for. So I don't need to have two or three different products out there to try to fit the same need. I can get it all in one product. Exactly. And I'm, I'm noticing, you know, in the industry, a lot of people in the younger ages are attracted to those types of benefits because to your point, you know, you got someone who's young, they don't think they're going to pass away. Mm -hmm. So the benefit to them, they're like, Oh, I'll never see that benefit, but offering the cash back option, offering the living benefits, critical chronic terminal illness, that's attracted to them because they don't have to have all these different policies. I've got it all in one policy. You bet. Again, you know, a while back, you would maybe have two or three ancillary products that would try to try to fit the, the mold to make sure that you got everything covered. And with America, what we want to do is we want to make sure that there's there's as much value as we possibly can build into each each product to make sure that the client knows that when they're making their monthly premiums, that not only are they covered from a death benefit standpoint, they're covered from living benefits. And I mean, again, to your point, when you write when you're thinking about a younger clientele, if they have a 20 or 25 year 
um, policy, let's say even the 30-year policy at the end of that 20, 25, 30 years, if they haven't used the policy, a lot of term policies just end at that point. And then it's like, okay, that's great. I had coverage all that time, but I never used it. With the cashback option piece, you're able to get all the money back or 50%, depending on which policy you choose, to come back to you as the client at the end. So it's kind of another benefit overall to add the value proposition of why so many clients are using America's products. Well, and there's a lot of agents using the products because you guys have put so much emphasis and, you know, you backed it up financially with the technology, allowing the agents to do an electronic application at point of sale, being able to use an email address mm -hmm. or use a text message mm -hmm. with a confirmation code with the client to be able to get that client enrolled in one of the products. Absolutely. So if you think about, you know, pre-COVID, pre so 2019, 20, to even early part of 2020, um, a majority of the life insurance sales that were being done were being sold face-to-face. -face. And, and that's still true today that there's still a lot of insurance that's being sold face-to-face. -face. But the reality is, is in that two or three year window from, from early 2020 to now, a, a lot of agents and a lot of clients prefer to do things virtually. And I think we live in that virtual world now where maybe three or four years ago it wasn't as prevalent. And so one of the things we've tried to do is adapt with the times because ultimately we want to make sure that not only do we have a great product portfolio, but we also want to make sure that the actual application process is as easy as it can be. And so when you're selling virtually with Americo, the feedback we're getting from agents and also clients is that they seem to absolutely love the, the signing process because, again, what happens is, is that the client would get a text message from Americo with a six-digit code they give you the code back, you put it in a system, that's their signature. So I think we've all been there before. Before that, where maybe you were trying to be IT help when you were when you're yeah. filling out an application and you're walking the client through of, okay, sign here, but wait a second, what box do I check? How do I do that? And when you're doing all that, it's just taking more time and creating possibly some more confusion. So we wanted to streamline the process, again, with the end goal in mind of being the easiest company to do business with, that the clients appreciate it and then also the agents appreciate it as well. I think that's great because agents take the path of least resistance mm -hmm. and you get to spend a lot of time with agents. You get to spend a lot of time with a lot of executives as well. You know, you get to fly over. You uh, To me, I feel like you got one of the best jobs, you know. Obviously, <laughs> uh, obviously, you have to take, you know, a lot of the, you know, the bad with the good. But a lot of the good is you get to sit around meetings and some, so, sometimes you get to hear how great people are, right? They, mm -hmm. they tell you how great they are. Yeah, I've never met the number two salesperson, so. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, what would you say sometimes, because, you know, you see difference in organizations. Mm -hmm. You see why one organization's winning, why one organization is probably not, you know, winning mm -hmm. to their potential. What would you say is the difference in you see, I guess, some attributes that you see why one organization will win and why one just kind of stay stagnant? I think the number one thing I know it sounds like a cliche is work ethic. Um, it, it, it truly does matter. Um, you know, the, the organizations that are winning at a really high level, if you saw the behind the scenes of how hard their agencies are working, how hard their CEOs are working, I think it would blow a lot of people's minds. Um, a lot of because they do an amazing job not only promoting their brand, promoting their organization, but if you saw all the work they're doing behind the scenes, um, the, the tireless you know nights and, and tirelessly you know sleeping two three hours a night to make sure this is all going, um, I think it would blow a lot of people's minds. So I think work ethic is certainly a huge one. And the second piece is is what we found is just being coachable or, or teachable. Um, the reality is is that 
if you think about the the simplified issue life insurance, there, there's a lot of companies that do a really good job. But the one reason that so many people have been successful working with them is because they have a model that works. And so if you're willing to go in and say, you know what, I'm going to bring my hard work ethic in and I'm going to sit down with you and I'm going to learn your system and how you've been successful and then I'm going to plug into it. And then once I get to a certain level or once I get to a certain experience, then we can sit down and say, hey, here's all the stuff I learned. But what if we tweak this one little piece here? And I think one of the pitfalls we've seen is when people come in right out of the gate and they want to start tweaking everything and they want to start saying, well, I can do this better over here and over here. And the reality is, is what attracted that person initially to the to the opportunity was the success and the hard work and what they're seeing is is, is the outcome of that. And so when people come in right away and say, well, I'm going to change your model right away, you're like, well, hey, I, this model's worked pretty well for me. Why don't you plug in and learn how it works? And then once you get some experience underneath you, then let's look and see maybe there's best practices or something we could tweak as we go. Well, you said it best is you were attracted to a system because it was working. Mm -hmm. You know, so many people, they get attracted to things because they're working and they lose the uh, the teachable and coachable aspect of, well, I originally came here, but I th now I think I know more. You know, a guy told me years ago that the moment you think you've got everything figured out and whatever industry you're doing, yep. that's when you need to quit because you've sealed out in that industry. You bet. So being able to always be learning, you know, that's mm -hmm. an old cliche too, is, you know, always be learning to where if I'm coming in, if you had a, a Dunkin' Donuts, all right, and I'm like, hey, I want the system, I want the franchise, and then I, I get the Dunkin' Donuts going, and then I'm like, you know what? I think I can get better coffee over <laughs> here, right? Let me change it. Well, well, why would I change something that works, that's Absol been proven to work? A absolutely. I, I think you're, you're spot on with that. And again, um, you know, majority of the people that, that plug into the system and, and come in and work hard, it, it really works. And, you know, when you think about, um, you know, hard work and then being coachable or teachable, the reality is that's, all, that's also on the carrier side of things as well. Um, yeah. When we talk about products and we talk about living benefits, cashback option, well, the reality is, is all that comes about because of conversations with yourself and, and, and others, because we go to you and say, what, 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 what are you seeing? What are you hearing out there? When you're talking with clients every single day, what are the clients wanting? And so we actually are able to take that feedback back and take it back to our teams and say, hey, here's what we're hearing. Here's what we're seeing. What, uh, um, what can we do? And sometimes we can implement things. Sometimes it's not in the scope of what we're, what we're trying to do. But we have found that, that the best way to be successful from a carrier standpoint and to be able to provide great products and great service is because of the fact that we're able to go to you and say, what do, what are you hearing? What are you seeing? And how can we ultimately take that and implement it? Well, it boils down to communication. That's everything. I think communication cures a lot of conspiracies. Communication and yeah. <laughs> you know, com communication and everything mm -hmm. is like if we can talk about it, we can fix it. You know, if, yeah. if we can have conversations about it, then we can make things better. But to your point, in you know. If I'm walking into something and somebody's successful, I'm going to listen to what they have mm -hmm. to say. I'm going to hang on to every word and try to figure out how can I make it work for myself. You bet. You know, the old analogy, you know, void of information, people make up their own. You know? <laughs> so true. And so that's why the systems that are in place with a lot of the successful organizations, I mean, they over-communicate. There's constantly trainings. There's constantly meetings. There's constantly daily coaching calls and, and and being able to accept feedback, I guess, would be the third piece. It's one thing to be teachable or coachable. It's another thing to actually accept the feedback and implement what what you're being told. Um, because the reality is, is a lot of people coming in this business and they 
want to work hard and they want to provide an income for their family, but they don't know exactly how to do it. And so, but if they can take the feedback that they get from yourself or others and implement that and say, hey, you guys have blazed the trail. I'm just coming along and I want to, you know, learn how to do it. And you implement the feedback and don't take it as criticism, but take it as feedback to implement those, generally speaking, those are individuals that continue to be successful. Well, you take that feedback because you're humble enough to take the feedback. Correct. Where I don't know everything, so I, I, I want to, you know, learn what's going on. Um, and you said one of the, the biggest things that I'm a big proponent in in my business is engagement. You know, being engaged in your uh, in your business. You know, uh, one of my leaders and mentors always says that you find me, I sh- you show me a leader that's engaged, I'll show you a business that's growing. Mm-hmm. Because if you have a leader that's engaged in their business, then that organization is growing in whatever aspect they're doing. But especially in, in our line of work, what we do, if a leader is engaged, that team is growing. That organization is growing by numbers. You bet. You bet. And, and it's always the leading indicator and lagging indicator, yep. right? So the leading indicator is all the hard work, like the criteria we talked about, all the hard work, taking the feedback, um, you know, being teachable. All of that's kind of the leading indicator. And then the lagging indicator, generally speaking, is going to be the, the end result, which is you're able to meet with more families, you're able to protect more families, um, which is ultimately from a life insurance standpoint, why people get into business is to be able to protect as many families as they can in, in their worst moment to know that those families have a policy in place to, to help them. So, Well, you keep saying help, and that's what we do. We help families, you know, prepare for one of their worst days of their life. And I think a lot of people that come into the industry you know, they have this false sense of I'm getting into it for the commissions. Mm-hmm. You know, they get that commission breath mm-hmm. as opposed to focusing on the help of, you know, I'm truly trying to help this client. The ones that focus on helping clients, they make it long term. The ones that come in with commission breath, you know, they kind of fall by the wayside because they got in for the wrong reasons. Yeah, I, I would agree with you 100 percent. And I think if if I think that's why this industry has exploded, to be honest with you, in the last four or five years is so many people are getting in to want to help others. And I think when you when you go in with that mindset, um, generally speaking, if you go in with the mindset of helping other families, then the byproduct of that is is your family will be taken care of as well. Well, don't get me wrong. Now the commissions you guys pay out are great, <laughs> <laughs> but we do work hard to help those families to get those commissions. <laughs> you, you bet, you bet. And it is, and and, and I think you hit on a, a, a key point. Um, this is, I think, this is the most rewarding industry out there, but it's not easy. It is a lot of hard work. There's a lot of times where you're trying to, you know, get a client on the phone and you may dial multiple times to try to get them on the phone or try to reach out to them. Um, you know, you may have to work, reschedule appointments. Maybe you had it at one o'clock and they call you at 1230 and say they got to reschedule. Like the, the, there's a lot of hard work that goes into this, but it is extremely rewarding when you make sure that that family, you know, who filled out that lead card or who reached out to however it was to, um, to your organization that they're getting the coverage in place that they were hoping for when they completed that initial interaction. Well, it's that resilient factor, you know, that's in anything. I think people get this false sense of, well, I got to make the same amount of money that Andrew's been making, you know, for 20 something years. Well, you got 20 years experience versus mm-hmm. I'm trying to do that in a week. <laughs> I'm trying to learn that in a week. I, I, absolutely. I, I think you're, you're, you're absolutely spot on with that. And, um, again, the, the money will come, um, but the reality is, is if your if your focus is how many families can I help, then the rest of that stuff has a what I've seen in twenty one years of doing this. The rest of that stuff tends to fall into place um, if your priorities are right of helping as many families as you can. 
So uh, let me ask you this. If somebody's looking to get into the industry, uh, in the life insurance industry, um, what would you encourage somebody that says, you know, this might be a good fit for you if you can do this and if you're willing to do this? What encouragement would you give somebody to say, hey, yeah, I'm going to take that leap. I'm going to get my license. You know, what's interesting is I think you have to be self-disciplined. Um, I know, again, these are a lot of buzzwords and a lot of cliches that, that apply to multiple industries. It's not unique to just life insurance. But the reality is, is that if, if you're coming from a different opportunity and maybe that opportunity was felt more like a nine to five job or felt more like a, you know, corporate type job and you're looking to look more for insurance or being an insurance agent, the, the challenge with it is, is you manage your own day. And, and for some people, they, they do a phenomenal job of that. And some people, it sounds really attractive. Well, I'm going to manage my own day. Well, now all of a sudden when there's not someone telling you to get up at 8 o'clock in the morning or someone telling you you have to be here at this time, you know, the really successful ones block out their calendar. And if you look at their calendar throughout the day, it reads like a, almost like a 9 to 5 job of like I got a meeting at 9, I got this at 10, I'm, I'm on this coaching call at this time all the way through the day. So it keeps them busy and on track because I think sometimes if I told you, hey, I tell you what, um, you're on your own devices and f- figure out uh, – figure out if you want to do this or not and, and let me know if you need help. Sometimes people are like, wow, this sounds really great until Wednesday and you haven't really worked. And it's, yeah. you know, you're supposed to start Monday morning at eight, but you know, you're tired and you slept in a little bit and then, you know, you got on one call, but you know, then you decided to have lunch and well, I, mean, I got to work out. So I'll <laughs> go at like two and oh man, I got to pick the kids up. It's three forty, and pretty soon Monday's gone. Well, I'll start again on Tuesday versus having that discipline of saying, you know what, I'm going to treat this even more so than maybe I did in my prior experience or prior jobs to really make sure that I'm tracking the right way to make sure. And that's what we've seen from really successful individuals in the industry. Yeah. The, the best thing about being 1099 is you work for yourself. The worst Worst thing thing about (laughs) you work for yourself and and you said it best being self-disciplined, you know, always encourage people is, you know, at the end of the week, based on your activity, based on your work ethic, would you have fired yourself? Mm-hmm. You know, like would it's a you great criteria. Look at your look at yourself in the mirror and say, you know what, you didn't get the job done, you're fired. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, then maybe you need to change up your work ethic. Maybe mm-hmm. you need to change up your your discipline to be more intentional with your schedule. You said it best about being on the calendar is, you know, I'm intentional with putting stuff on my calendar because those are non negotiables. I know that I need to do these things in order to get the results that I'm looking for. You know, having a routine, I've I've learned is having a routine and a schedule to stick to, like that, it puts me in a position to where I can pretty much predict my results. We were mm-hmm. talking about that earlier at lunch about, you know, certain things is if this number is here, then I know this number is going to be there, mm-hmm. right? You bet. And, activ- and especially in this industry, activity, the right activity is always going to yield good results. Yep. Um, but it may be, it may not be a one-to-one relationship as far as every day. Like there may be days <laughs> that you work extremely hard and you've met with several clients or tried to, you know, set several appointments and something just didn't work out. And then I think everybody's been there too, where you walk in, there's times you walk in and meet with a client and, and they purchase a miracle policy and all of a sudden they have three <laughs> friends that also would like a miracle policies. So yep. that one conversation turned into three or four sales. So but but the, the the basis of all of it is is activity. If you're and that's again from what we've seen from successful successful agents, successful agencies, organizations, um, you know, being 
doing the activity, being self-disciplined and being coachable or teachable, we found if you do those things more times than not, it works out well for you. Well, I love it when you said activity, but you said a word before it. You said the right activity. Because mm-hmm. some, some people feel like, oh, well, I'm working. Mm-hmm. I, they do that busy work. You yeah. know? Well, I'm at the office. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Or I'm, I'm in my, my home office mm-hmm. you know, by my computer. I'm, I'm doing activity. Well, but you're not doing the right activity to get the results right. you're looking for. I always, I always use the analogy of like, think about if you go to a gym. Like if you go to a gym and, and, and you leave an hour later, and you're like, hey, I was at a gym for an hour, but you never broke a sweat. I, technically, yeah, you were there. You checked it off the list. You were there. But but did you really maximize the time while you're there? And so when you think about this industry, whether you're, you know, learning about products or you're learning about organizations or you're making dials, you're meeting with clients, as long as you're intentional about it yep. and you're you're really trying to maximize each each interaction or each piece of your day. Um, again, we found that, that that generally speaking leads to, to pretty good results. Well, awesome. Well, um, you know, any closing about Americo, you know, if someone says, hey, why would I get a policy with Americo or why would I want to be in business with Americo and help some families? Oh, you know, great. Um, first of all, thank you for the opportunity again to, uh, um, to, to jump on. It's been a blast. Uh, you know, I would say from, a, from an Americo standpoint, you know, one, again, one of the things we really try to do is we try to build in as much value into each product as we can. Um, we're not perfect at this, but we're working every day to continue to get better. And so we have found that that from a consumer standpoint or a client standpoint, they love the value built into the products. They love the ease of, of, of doing business with Americo. Um, from an agent standpoint, the feedback we consistently get on a daily basis is we're one of the easiest companies to do business with. And, and by easy, what that means is our e-application gives you that 100% instant decision. We have a great product portfolio. We have an amazing team in Kansas City that's there to help every step of the way from introduction calls to questions about commissions, to questions about policyholder services, claims, anything of the sort. They're always there to help. Um, so overall, I, I love doing these because, again, I've been in America 21 years. I never would have thought you know, 21 years ago I would be sitting here with you today. Um, but it's 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 fun because it's it's a great company and I love getting to brag about. I wouldn't have been in the Miracle Twenty One years if I didn't believe in what we were doing. So well, that gave you such a great foundation to really bleed blue for America because you got to see it from the ground up. You know the way you work through all the different departments and get to see a different aspect of America. You bet. It certainly was the most untraditional way to get into the sales piece of things. So, but if you're listening to this, what that means is you can come from operations and move into sales and be okay at this. So you don't have to have a sales background in order to be successful at this. You just got to work hard and have a little bit of luck along the way and, uh, and, and see what happens. But, uh, but yeah, great, great company. Um, you know, they, we take pride every day in trying to provide the best service we can. So, um, but I appreciate the opportunity of being on. This has been fun. Yeah, hey, I'm I'm I appreciate you taking the time and home of the Super Bowl champs. That is correct. Chiefs. And hopefully we're gonna run it back again. We'll we'll see. There's been some crazy moves in the NFL this year as far as free agents go and the drafts. Actually the drafts in Kansas City this year. Um I think it's in two or three weeks. So that'll be uh that'll be pretty cool too. Hopefully we draft some good players and keep keep it moving along. So hey, keep winning, right? Yep, that's, that's what the it's goal. all about. That's the goal. Well, hey, thanks again for dropping by. Absolutely. Take care. Yes, sir.